0: So a modern day mystic learns to use this creative uh, essence and to speak the creative word, the spiritual word, the energized word of I am. So let's say, pick something that you think you might want to have in your life or you want to do, you know, whatever it is, pick something.
1: I would love to have an international successful podcast. (laughs) Ah,
0: So the I am would be, I am right now having an international successful podcast. I am the author and creator of this dynamic podcast called What's Up With DJ. I am reaching thousands of people. I am, so it's not something in the future. It's not in the la la la, it's I am. So the only way to embody it is to claim it. So a modern day mystic knows the power of the creative word and uses it appropriately you're listening to the what's up with dj podcast with your host and personal development coach david dj lloyd jr each week he brings you current events and trending topics from a spiritual perspective including career development finance holistic living and life hacks along with stories that invoke humor and inspiration so if you're ready Let's join the conversation. Here's DJ.
1: Welcome to another episode of What's Up with DJ. I'm your host, DJ. And each week I bring you topics about current events, career development, finance, holistic living, life hacks, and stories of inspiration and humor, all from a spiritual perspective. So be sure to subscribe, like, follow, comment, and leave a review on Apple Podcast. Your opinions and comments are always encouraged and appreciate it. With that being said, let's get right into the show. My guest this week is Reverend Sylvia Sumter. She's been the Senior Minister of Unity of Washington, D.C. since 1991. Reverend Sylvia spearheads the national movement Stand Up for Humanity, which brings together individuals from all walks of life and spiritual paths to promote positive action for the greater good of all. She served at the Unity School of Religious Studies in Unity Village, Missouri. She has served on the Washington, D.C. Mayor's Council of Religious Affairs, and currently serves on the Board of Trustees for Unity Worldwide Ministries. Unity of Washington, D.C. is a non-denominational church and spiritual community. Unity was founded in 1889 by Charles and Myrtle Fillmore. Reverend Sylvia encourages people to live a life of vision, authenticity, and awareness through prayer, meditation, and the practice of spiritual principles. She is passionate about helping individuals raise their consciousness to take their rightful place as light bearers and divine expressions. Thank you for joining.
0: <laughs> Thank you for having me, DJ. This is such an honor for me, and uh, I'm delighted to be here with you. Long time coming.
1: Yes, it has been, and and I am so thrilled that you're here with me. I've been looking forward to this um, for for a while, and you know, a little bit intimidated to ask you. I'm like, oh, is it? If, am I ready yet? Is the podcast at a place where you know I'm at a place where I can you know be um, a proper representation? And um, but the timing is 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 perfect.
0: Yeah, the time is always now. That's what I'm learning. Yes. (laughs) The time for whatever it is we're thinking about and wanting to do, the time is now.
1: Yes, yes. And I first visited Unity of Washington, D.C. I was invited by another member back in 2012. And not long after I became a a member. And it's just a beautiful place uh, that I I can't imagine being anywhere else.
0: Great. Thank you. you. Thank you. I always say it's got the best people in the world. People who are open, Mm -hmm. receptive, loving, wanting to build community together. So, yeah, it's been my honor to serve it this many years.
1: (laughs) Yes. And you have been um, there for, I think, over 30, 31 years.
0: Yeah. It's actually, yeah, 1991. So either 31 or 32, do the math, (laughs) but it's over 30 years. Yes. Yes. Dedication. uh, Yes. Yes commitment you know it's a call
1: it's a calling it's a calling so uh, one of the things that i want to talk to you about because I, I, it's a thousand things that that we could <laughs> talk about because and you're such a great uh speaker i mean it's it's enthralled when trust me if you visit unideal washington dc and Rev. sylvia speaks you're going to just you're going to love it it's just that she has a, a presence that i think is just is profound and so trying to narrow down what are we going to talk about uh, was, was difficult. I was actually like, oh, my God, I really like thought about it. Like, wow, what? And then when we actually met um, a few days ago, you said, well, I did a conference a little while ago, and um, I wanted to just sort of expand on that or go into that with some of the things that I said. And that's OK. Let's do that. <laughs> it makes it <laughs> a lot easier for me to pin down on what to do and i think you said it was called the african descent and new thought conference is it, was what it was people
0: called. people of african descent in new thought and it was our first annual conference so first i won't say annual but the first conference ever bringing together uh african leaders people of african descent mm-hmm. who are leading teaching in new thought and uh, from mm-hmm. all different traditions, and this had never happened before. So it was really history and it was really great. We had Michael Beckworth and people, you know, from Jamaica, Johnny Coleman's church, uh, just a wonderful array of, of speakers in African-American speakers uh, mm-hmm. or people of African descent. Cause we had people from Jamaica there as well. It mm-hmm. was great, fabulous.
1: And one of the yeah. things that you talked about, you said that you talked about during that um, conference when you delivered um, a speech. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't there. I wish I could have been there <laughs> to, to hear it. Um, was one of the things that you, you talked about is um, about uh, being a metaphysician versus being a, 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 a mystic. And um, the, you know, there's a lot of overlap in those two things. But there are some key distinctions as well about those two things. And I think sometimes I think about being a metaphysician, I think that's more tangible. Mm-hmm. And some of the times we think about mystics, we think about our people who've come before us, who sort of have pounded the way. But, mm-hmm. you know, think about ourselves as a mystic, I think is a new way of, of thinking.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um... DJ, I had a, a lot of concern about bringing this topic to the conference because uh, part of being in unity or a new thought leader or minister, uh, we focus a lot on the power of the thought, the power of the mind, and I believe that we and which is which is all true and a great um, way to to lead into. One's spirituality and bringing one's spirituality to life. But the days and times that we are living in, I think, are requiring something even deeper. That the time for, you know, sort of using spiritual tools to effect or improve one's life or to transform one's life has to take a different uh, avenue and, and approach there's a deeper level because we really are here on divine assignment. And as you and everyone else probably can sense that the world is needing something different to change our trajectory of whether or not we're even going to be here on this planet. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you and I talked about and what I think is there's another level of spirituality that's being called forth, And that got me to really just kind of opened my mind and spirit said, you know, to me, as I was studying and preparing for this, my keynote speech that um, the time is now to deepen myself as a metaphysician, but to go beyond that, that mm. mysticism is really what's happening. So, you know, I'm like, okay, well, what do I mean by that? Metaphysics and me- uh, being a metaphysician means You take spiritual principles, laws, spiritual laws, spiritual ideas, and I use them and I apply them to my life situation to change and affect my life situation. So it's an application. I'm using these principles. And that's great. But it's like when you're first learning to ride a bike, you put on some training wheels so that you can get your balance, you know what it feels like to go straight right but then there comes a time when you really want to ride this thing you got to take off the training wheels and go on your own and so what I feel we've been doing this training wheel stuff with using these tools to change our lives but the difference now it's not so much to use the principles we have to embody the -hmm. principles become the thing you desire Become the thing you want, so it's a subtle difference because mysticism is about oneness, right? Being one with the divine God, the thing you want, the idea, the thought, the principle, one with it. you embody it so that you're not using it, but guess what it you're so open and receptive and at one with it that it begins to use you. so you become the vessel or the channel through which this energy that is running the entire universe comes into action. So it's very subtle, but very powerful mm-hmm. because now you know who you really, really are, but you're not trying to do something. You're trying to be something. And you're not trying, you are it. When you embody mm-hmm. it, you don't have to try anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, the training wheels are off. You're just pedaling and riding and expressing the divine. That's a deep level, I think.
1: I think it's a a deep level as well, because uh, to get to that place, I think you have have to have a very clear understanding of the spiritual principles and have practiced them enough. Like you said, taking the, the training wheels off, meaning that you've mastered this to a certain extent. And now you're ready to, like you said, embody and be, and work these principles out with a certain level of of knowing and know we'll get into knowing a little bit later because yeah. that's going to be really important one thing that i um, i'm tapping into as well is is that knowing so you know what does um the modern day mystic look like because sometimes when we think about mystics we think about <laughs> old oh, the day people with the robes and and so how, how does one sort of embody that or what does What is it when you say, I want to be now, I want to go deeper and become a mystic. What does that look like um, for maybe for, for the average person?
0: So one of the ways, you know, that we have been, uh, we understand how the universe works and how we create the world that we want using these principles. We use a lot of our words. Mm -hmm. And you see, everything is vibration, right? Everything is energy. Mm -hmm. Everything that is created comes out of this creative force. That's the energy of the universe. Like God said, let there be. So there's a creative component to the word. And a modern day mystic simply knows how to use the creative word, which is a vibration that is released into the universe and that vibration when it's held with a certain level of energy, attracts that which we want. So a modern day mystic is very much aware to use, it's like the I amness, ness because I just said, we've got to start to embody the thing that we want, embody the principle. So one way to embody it, which is, is to use our natural name or our natural identity, and our natural identity is the I am that I am. That's the identity of God. And that is our our identity as well, because only we can say I am. Mm -hmm. So a modern day mystic learns to use this creative uh, essence and to speak the creative word, the spiritual word, the energized word of I am. So Let's say, pick something that you think you might want to have in your life or you want to do, the, you know, whatever it is, pick something.
1: I would love to have an international successful podcast. <laughs> ah,
0: so the I am would be, I am right now having an international successful podcast. I am the author and creator of this dynamic podcast called, D, you know, What's Up With DJ? I am reaching thousands of people I am so it's not something in the future it's not in the la 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 it's I am so the only way to embody it is to claim it so a modern day mystic knows the power of the creative word and uses it appropriately so we have to watch even a metaphysician will do that as well you don't you know you don't attach your I am to something limited or negative but when you become a modern day mystic, you embody this I am statement, whatever it is that you want, you begin to see it and really know yourself as it. Right mm-hmm. now, because, and this is, you said something that I really like, that, you know, as a metaphysician, we, in the training worlds we're learning to use our affirmations and denials. These are helping us to condition the mind. But we may not always really believe it deep down, you know? So Mm -hmm. it doesn't really always work quite the way we want to because we're also interjecting some doubt and who am I to really say that I am this or that? Because the moment you say, I am this, the little back, the little voice in the Mm -hmm. back of the head goes, "Mm, Mm -hmm. really? No, maybe. And the modern day mystic has learned to take those, that critical voice, because you 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 have such great faith in who you really are, you have embodied it that that little critic has to take a back seat, mm-hmm. so that when you now speak the word, just like you did when you were being a metaphysician and you're train you know with the the training of the mind, but now it's different because you know that this is so for you, and you mm-hmm. you've taken it on so this is a part of your identity. So there's no more you know, the filter of God and me, this and that, you know, we're we're it. Mm -hmm. And so it's a building of your faith is at a different level. Your knowing is at a different level. So the modern day mystic knows when I speak my word, it's done. Mm -hmm. That's one way. A modern day mystic doesn't see separation between himself, herself, and the creative force of the universe. Mm -hmm. There's no so, the modern day mystic is not hung up on personal identity. I am Reverend Sylvia Sumter, blah, 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 blah. This is what I do. I am DJ, blah, 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 blah. The I amness is so expanded. You know that you are a creation of the universe. You know, you're one with the divine. So, it's a broader sense of self mm-hmm. than this narrow identity which means we don't get hung up on, we can see ourselves functioning uh, at a greater capacity and more connected. You know, there's a statement that we say in unity, right? We always say, um, I behold the Christ in you. Mm-hmm. You know, we sing that song, don't we? Yes, we do. And, and I ask people, do you really think that you are the you know, one with the Christ? And they come Well, it's a lovely concept. We like to say it. But if we really embodied that, mm-hmm. owned it, when you speak, miracles would happen. You understand? Because yeah. you are it.
1: One of the things that I, I think that, uh, that you said that was so key about, about the name, and one thing I learned at, at, at Unity was that your name is your nature, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. another thing that I also learned was that um, in this idea, that um me and the christ are me all that is 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 one and becoming a from listen to what you're saying and i definitely um believe this 100 about um embodying the principles and one of the things that you said in, in your in your last um uh talk um last sunday was um about living your life and and thinking and moving about with the understanding of the principles, like living out the principles. And that can be a scary thing because when you're living out the principles and like, this doesn't look right. This this may not be um, the way that I picture that this is going to unfold. And then you want to say, well, this doesn't look right, feel right. In terms of what I know. So maybe this don't work. I mean, you have these doubts and you talk about doubts earlier. And I think one of the things that I think the mystic understands is they know the territory. They know fear is going to come up. They know that these I, these things are mm-hmm. going to show up in, in the process. So they don't mm-hmm. have to waver any yeah. longer. It's that mm-hmm. I know this is, they know the terrain that's, mm-hmm. and they, they, when they set yeah. an intention and how things are going to unfold. And they can be comfortable in that because mm-hmm. they accepted that they're, they're one with exactly. the divine.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And that's, oh, that's so perfect uh, DJ, because I was, you know, what I'm learning is that you're right. The hu- our humanity shows up all the time because it's a part of who we are. As long as you're in this flesh and in this body and on this earth, you're going to have your humanity, but we are also, you know, spiritual energy as well. We're all of that. But what is good is that when, the, when, when my humanity shows up, I can see it now. I rec- mm. the, the mystic, as you just said, the mystic recognizes it and can say, oh, a little bit of fear just jumped up in here. Mm. Oh, because you're bringing conscious awareness. That's the key. The mystic, a modern day mystic is aware of the happenings and the trappings of mm. the mind. The happenings and the trappings of the mind. So when some foolishness shows up, Mm -hmm. like some doubt, some limited thoughts, oh my God, we see it because it's not going to be like, it's never going to show up. I think it gets less and less as you get better at this, but Mm -hmm. when it shows up, you go, oh, wow, a limiting thought. Okay. Fear, ah, anger, ah, insecurity. Ah, you can see it and the moment you name it and you see it through awareness that cuts the energy or its grip on you you Mm -hmm. know what I mean because when you're unconscious it grips the mind and takes you down the rabbit hole so Mm -hmm. the fear you know you all up in the fear you're interacting with the fear or if it's insecurity it is overwhelming you because you're not conscious. There's no awareness. It is just acting upon you. But mm. when you become a mystic and when you become aware and mindful, a, a mystic is also very mindful mm. of what is taking place in the mind. Yes. So you're awake. You're, you're, you're conscious of your own being. Like I said, you're minding your mind and you know what's happening in the mind. And when you see that, it breaks the grip. So that you just kind of oh, okay, I see. And the moment you see, I always like to say it's like the wizard of oz when you pull back the little screen and you see, oh, it's just a little, a little man back there operating mm-hmm. the big <laughs> boy. So when I pull back all this fear, it's like, oh, just a little fear, okay, I see you. And the moment I see you, mm-hmm. that little fear it, shrinks it and it just dissipates. Yes. And it's like, okay, I don't have too much more power over her because she sees me. Mm-hmm. And it dissipates. And it's, and it's, and it's the a ego. process.
1: the it's a process it's definitely a process because yes i've been through it as a as a she'll be uh, back right exactly and and but like you said the more you go through the process and that that journey from becoming a metaphysician to a mystic and knowing the terrain knowing the steps that are involved knowing the thing the different things that show up and again you know as we become more i guess mystical Mm-hmm. We begin to um it become more subtle. It becomes the the experiences, the fear it becomes more it's still there, it's gonna still show up, but it's more subtle. It's not this uh coming at yes. you, but right. it's always still there. But and then you know what to do when these different things show up on the exactly. process of transforming your yourself from, from yes. lower levels of thought to higher levels of thought.
0: Exactly, DJ, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: So one of the things that you also talked about um, was the ancients. And um and one of the things, you know, because new thought is really old thought, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. And 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 Plato and er- you talked about in, in all these different individuals. I can go with Plato, Aristotle, Pythagoras,
0: Hippoc- yeah.
1: uh, I'll get the name wrong too, Hippo Hippocrates. Hippocrat-
0: Hippocrates, <laughs> like Hippocrates,
1: yes. And these people that you mentioned. Um, were some of the the greats. These were we when we think about mystics. These are the people that we think about when we think about mystics. And um, but at some point, I believe that that every mystic um, is a a thought leader. Um, uh, what we would call these individuals are philosophers.
0: I would we... call them philosophers as opposed to mystics. Yes, they're philosophers, and they are they and they're great. In the area of the mind and reason reason Hmm. intellect knowledge intelligence a little different from wisdom Hmm. intuition Hmm. revelation you see so they were into this reasoning mind and through them we went through the age of enlightenment you know but They didn't really do a lot with the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. A little bit, but new Thought. you see, this is why I say moving from being a metaphysician solely to a mystic because new thought is all about the mind, the mind, the activity of the mind, working with the thoughts, changing your thoughts to change your life. All that is true. But what if, as I said Sunday, what if you're beyond thought? You see, and mm-hmm. then you don't have to work so hard to change your life when you can move beyond getting uh, the uh, outside of your mind into an area of consciousness and awareness. You don't have to think. You don't have to apply it. You don't have to work it. It works you. The awareness begins to come into your consciousness as mm-hmm. opposed to you working the intellect to learn it to know about it, to use it, which is all fine. But those are training mm. wheels as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You need mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. when you take off those training wheels, I don't have to work just, you know, on the intellect, innate wisdom and intuition takes its place. Yes. You see what I'm that's, saying? That's so, that's the knowing
1: right there. That yeah, to me that's that's, a, that's when you're getting into the knowing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So these guys were very great with the mind and Mr. Fillmore and a lot of the early Luther, Ernest Holmes, all of them were really working with the mind, but they also then added the spiritual dimension. Not So there's something, the mind is important, mm-hmm. but spirit is above that. So I always say, you know, mind over matter, but spirit over all, even yes. the mind. Spirit yes. is supreme. So let's go to the source. Let's go to the spiritual realm which influences the thinking and mental realm which then influences the physical and body realm so Mm -hmm. it's spirit mind and body but most of us have forgotten the top layer and we Mm -hmm. start with mind and body but it's Mm -hmm. spirit mind body or spirit soul and body and soul in our new thought vernacular is the mind the conscious awareness of the mind so spirit first and that's the realm, you know, that, that, that we as metaphysicians who are now also opening up to mystics, we want to dwell in that higher realm. We want to bring that realm into the mind, then into the body.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
0: don't know yes. if that makes sense. That, that makes
1: perfect sense to me because what, what, what we're saying in terms of that, you know, everything in the universe happens twice. First, it happens in the spiritual world, and then it happens in the physical world. Yeah. and I, I know that, you know, for me, knowing that whenever I know there are rumblings going on in my own person, in, in my inner world, I know it's not going to be long <laughs> before it shows up in my physical world, mm-hmm. and sometimes I, it just, it just scared me, because I'm like, oh my
0: God, I'm looking crazy right. out here. So here's the thing, I love what you said, DJ, so the metaphysician works to change it, get, get those thoughts right, get your mind right, but the Grace is if you get your spirit right, that will fix the mind and the thoughts. Mm. You understand? So you mm. won't have to work aside. that's that's the point I'm trying to make. We do so much in new thought, working with the principle, working with the ideas, working to change the consciousness. Open the consciousness up to the awareness of the presence that is, and it does the the mind then comes along. You, you understand so? Yes. so. For me, if you have, let's say you have a problem. Now we can hit. Let's say you got um, health problem. Now what we would normally do, what a metaphysician would do, is what? Do some treatment, some affirmations for health. I am health and whole. I am healthy and whole. Uh, we might affirm God is the health of my life. So we would we would work with our minds so that we can affect and change the body, right? Bring healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what if you just sat? In the presence of the divine, and opened yourself up to experience, you know what what this idea of health is. Just to move beyond this thought of health to the presence of God as wholeness, mm-hmm. and I made that conscious connection with the divine of my being, with my true essence. As I don't like to say as God, because people say I'm God, but as as an expression of the divine of God. Mm-hmm. What if I touch that? that would automatically then heal, you know what I mean? Bring mm-hmm. the, the the healing into my mind and my body. So I won't have to necessarily say five affirmations a day to make a shift. I sit in the presence awareness of God that I am one with the one. I am one with the infinite, the universe. I am it, my spirit. I I work with that level. And from that level, grace, the energy, you know, so then when I think a thought, that thought that I'm thinking is so charged with spirit, mm-hmm. with the divine idea. See, there are divine ideas and then there are thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mr. Filmer used to say, every, he would say, every word is not a creative word and every thought is not a divine thought but or divine idea. If you get one of those, that's spiritually late, that's spiritually charged so that when you take and connect with a divine idea, then you can think a certain kind of thought. Mm -hmm. But the idea, the divine idea is infinite. How Mm -hmm. health, divine idea of health is infinite. So it can show up in a number of ways, right? Mm -hmm. It's not limited. Divine ideas are not limited. Mm -hmm. They can can show and express an infinite number of ways. So he used to always say, Charles Fillmore used to say, if you're gonna catch something, catch you a divine idea. Mm-hmm. Cause then you're beyond this limited thought of what it looks like. It's expanded. And and then, you know what I mean? You can draw forth from this greater expanse. It's like in new members, I always give this example. Mm-hmm. If I say <laughs> of a chair, right? The chairness. I use chairness. And chair, what does chair mean? If I say everybody, draw me a picture of a chair. Well everybody knows what a chair is. But would everybody's chair or picture of a chair be the same? No, some are gonna have a chair in their mind that has three legs and it reclines. Two legs in the front and a big one in the back. So Some people might have a chair that has four legs and a high back. Some might have one that's velvet and short and no arms. And some have an arm and a back. You can make as many chairs as you want from the idea of a chair. That's what's divine. It's infinite. So rather than get hung up on a particular, the thinking of this little thought that I have created, I want to touch the expansion of chairness so that ah, I have at my disposal the infinite capacity of what a chair could be. So I'm not limited. Thoughts are limited. Ideas are infinite. Mm -hmm. Thoughts are limited because they're specific Mm -hmm. ideas are unlimited right because Mm -hmm. the 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 potentiality is you can be anything
1: that's the key with the potentiality of it of it i think is is definitely a a, a great word Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i'm and the mystic
0: goes to the potentiality because metaphysician goes to the thought
1: one of the things that you you say especially and in, in, i got when i I took the the new members orientation course um was that one of the things you said was that when you are drawing that we did a mental picture of a chair in that in that class and um from that you said that chair could be destroyed but still many more can be created because the blueprint has been created the idea of it has been the
0: idea Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and
1: you can so so what it produces more and more and more and more because the divine idea the cannot be destroyed cannot be destroyed yes Mm -hmm. so that's what i
0: Lives at that realm that's the realm they function at
1: and that's a new place to be because most people don't they don't live from that perspective. They don't and I you know I'm trying to get that too. <laughs>
0: yeah, me too. Look, me too. <laughs> I to, just to got live, the idea of the roadmap, but I'm working on
1: it. <laughs> yeah, to, to to live from that perspective every day. And one of the things you said earlier was about knowing that you and the divine are one. And and some people, you know, that you know, that is some controversy about that because like you said earlier when people start thinking about, you know, God is out there somewhere and I'm doing this little thing here and you can't really identify yourself Mm -hmm. and bring yourself to the understanding that if God created me and I'm an expression of God, then I have all the components that that this God has as well. And being able Mm -hmm. to embody that and see the world from that at every single moment of the day, you're you're making decisions and carrying things out and carrying thoughts out from that perspective, and that's something that I, you know we're, we're trying to to be in that that's frame of practice. mind at all times.
0: That's the practice. That
1: was part one of my conversation with Reverend Sylvia Sumter, the senior minister at Unity of Washington D.C., and I really enjoyed that conversation. It was really awesome, and I hope that you enjoyed it as well. Well, tune in next week for part two of our conversation. Reverend Sylvia will be back and we will discuss and go more in depth about mysticism and what it means to be a mystic and how we should embody the spiritual principles. So uh, have a great week and I will see you or join us next week for part two of our discussion. Bye.